0: Hello, folks. Here is your host Bhumika Shah on the podcast setup initiated by Unison Globus, the public accountant on purpose. We are here today with the second episode of the Crypto Crux series, the accounting treatment of cryptocurrencies according to US GAAP. Before we start to our current episode, let me refresh your memory and talk about our first episode. In our first episode, we talked about what is cryptocurrencies, the robust foundation behind it, which is the blockchain. Is it the alternative to traditional financial system and why regulations are very necessary in that market? If you want to know answers to all of these questions, please listen to our first episode so that you can sync in our current episode. Link right in the caption. Without further ado, let's get to our second episode and welcome our speaker, Mr. Uday Ranpara. He's from the directorial desk of Unison Globus a profound academician his area of expertise are US GAAP and IFRS welcome sir thank you for being here you are an educator so it suffices our purpose you know in the market there are many concerns and various opinions about the treatment of cryptocurrencies in the books of account so help us understand what is the right way to do about it
1: thank you Bhumika thank you for inviting me for the series and uh, thank you to give me such an interesting topic cryptocurrency and its accounting I must tell you that this is one of the most talked topic in the world of accounting because there is no specific accounting standard codification as far as cryptocurrency is concerned, or there is no specific notation for that, but there is a guidance. So, let me first take you through the whole journey. You know, when the cryptocurrency came in, there were different, different options of its accounting, for example. Should it be accounted like an inventory? That means you consider that to be inventory and record it as an inventory. Answer to it was no, it cannot be recorded as an inventory because inventories are the goods held for sale in ordinary course of business. And this is nothing which you hold for the ordinary course of business. So cancel that. Okay. Then comes whether can you consider that to be a cash or cash equivalent, but for something to become cash or cash equivalent, there has to be legal tender to it. And because there is no legal tender, you cannot consider that to be cash or cash equivalent. And then comes, should we consider that to be a financial? instrument which needs to be fair valued every year end and we record the fair value gains or losses through either income statement or other comprehensive income or should we consider that to be an intangible asset and record it as an intangible asset which does not have a specific useful life. That means its useful life is infinity. So that's where the accounting Standards board has given us the guidance that this needs to be considered as an intangible asset. And this intangible asset needs to be recorded at its original cost at the time of acquisition. So what is the original cost at the time of acquisition? Let me give you a very simple example. My cost of acquiring a currency is say $100. Right. And on that I am paying $1 commission. So my total cost is $101. So that is how we record it at the time of acquisition at its cost of acquisition. So we record it at cost and then as I say there are three basic steps we need to understand in accounting for crypto. Number one at the time of acquisition how do we record it. Number two every year the subsequent accounting that means every year how we measure it and number three when we de-recognize that means when it goes out of our financials at what value it goes out and to record it so let me take one by one as i discussed at the time of acquisition we will record it at a cost number two subsequent evaluation or measurement or its accounting right so subsequently it will be accounted at cost less impairment, if any. Okay. Because its useful life is infinity. There is no amortization. Only impairment test needs to be done every year. And we need to record the impairment loss, if any. Question arises, can this impairment loss be reversed in future? Hmm. And the answer is very clear. No, it cannot be. reason being, in US GAAP, once you impair an asset, you cannot reverse the impairment loss, unlike IFRS. In IFRS, we know that impairment can be reversed. But in US GAAP, impairment cannot be reversed. So, the subsequent measurement is only at cost less impairment and what at the time of derecognition that means for example you are paying cryptocurrency for buying something so that means the cryptocurrency is going out of your financials at what value you need to value it first of all so at that point of time you need to value it at its fair value and the difference between this fair value and the original cost is your gain or loss to be recognized in the income statement in that particular year. I hope we are very much clear. Yes. So three basic steps of accounting or three basic points of accounting at the time of acquisition, subsequently, I mean, different, different years. Right. And at the time of de-recognizing it when it is going out of your financial statement. So this is all about accounting for crypto
0: This was very informative and insightful. And you know, this gives us the basic to start with. But I have a very important question, which is our million dollar question series. What makes us understand that the value needs to be impairment? Or let's say, what are the parameters or factors that cause impairment?
1: That's a very good question, Bhumika, I must tell you. Impairment, how to measure impairment or how we come to know there is an impairment or not. There are normally for impairment, there are two step models or one step model for intangibles, specifically specifically like goodwill or crypto we need to have one step model test so what is this one step model test you simply have to compare the carrying cost of that particular instrument with its fair value in the market if fair value is less than its cost then we need to find the impairment loss which is difference between these two cost minus fair value and that much we write off or that much we charge to income statement as an impairment loss Right. Uh, what are the different parameters which tells us that there is an impairment apart from year end so you know that cryptocurrency is all based on demand and supply correct so demand and supply is very very important parameter if demand and supply is changing and there's a huge supply and lo- less demand then the prices will go down fairly will go down so that says that there can be impairment
0: right so volatility, uh,
1: volatility. Uh, some abnormal scenarios like war and other such calamities.
0: Correct. Economic conditions, Economic conditions of the country.
1: budget in the country. Right. Fiscal policies of the country. Right. Elections in the country. These are few of the examples due to which we know that you know there can be impairment and we need to do impairment test.
0: Right. So in one's portfolio, they should check every year.
1: That's mandatory. So right. any intangible asset which has infinity useful life, you need to check every year end whether it's impaired or not. Correct. Over and above that, if these conditions exist then within the year also you need to test for impairment for interim reportings.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you for being here and educating us, helping us understand what is the right way to do about it. I hope listeners, it was all helpful to you. Stay tuned for our next episode, Tax Implications of Cryptocurrencies in the Books of Accounts. For more information regarding Unison Globus, please check the website unisonglobus.com. Unison Globus, beyond outsourcing. Thank you.